It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Forget what you heard. Yeah, boy! <laughs> Everybody, welcome back to another episode of Forget What You Heard. I'm Aaron. And I'm Luke. If you see me for you hear me, I got King Kong in the trunk. King it. Are you ready for this? <laughs> Two thousand twenty two <laughs> NBA finals are here, baby. Yes, sir. But first and foremost, hold your horses. I almost forgot. How you doing, brother Bear? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for asking. Beautiful. I'm excited to do some podcasting with you, man. Yeah, it's a big one, man. This is gonna be a juicy finals. Um finally a organic feeling finals, very even. I just like the way this feels, how it all it, it's all coming together, how it should be a you know, a, a really competitive, interesting storylines series. I'm just looking forward to it, man. How about you? Yeah, man, it feels like you know, you're very malnourished, you're very dehydrated, and you just crack open one of those pineapple cans and you just start sipping the juice, man. You start getting that fresh watermelon juice, that fresh lemon water juice. And you're just soaking it up. You're so thirsty that once it hits your throat, man, it just absorbs into your body. And you just feel like, I couldn't have asked for anything any, anything better in this time. So, the same thing goes for the NBA Finals, man. I couldn't ask for a better NBA Finals matchup, a better time for there to be NBA Finals games. Can I'm re- very excited for this. Can we rewind for a second? You said crack open a pineapple and drink the watermelon juice and the lemon juice. <laughs> Hey man, that works too. Hey man, I respect it. I mean, those are the most probably the most hydrating and refreshing drinks. So yes. I know what you mean cuz you know, it's been a long journey, man. We've seen a lot of basketball. You know, I would even say this has been a pretty boring road to the finals, mm-hmm. you know. I a lot mean, of the, blowouts. Yeah, the Eastern Conference Finals was legit, but uh other than that, it wasn't really anything to ride home about, you know what I mean? Uh, not really, no. I wasn't trying to Paul Revere on it. Yeah, it was kind of almost like what we expected, like the uh, just the matchups and who came out of them and stuff. I know, like going into it, like I I tried to pick a few upsets because, like Minnesota beating Memphis, Dallas beating Golden State, because you expect something like that to happen. But so far, it's really, I mean, the teams have blown each other out, but like. At the end of the day, I think the best teams ended up winning most of the series, which made it kind of a boring playoffs. Yeah, well, let's, you know, 
Um, if in case anyone doesn't know, the two teams in the finals are the Boston Celtics mm-hmm. and the Golden State Warriors. Wow. The Warriors are back. I think it's been six finals in eight years or something. Something like that, correct? Golden State? Yeah. Six of the eight? Yeah. Yeah, which is a fantastic run. They still have it. But this one seems like it, it feels different mm-hmm. because this is, they went back to the roots. No Kevin Durant. So no, no one can say, oh, uh, the rich get richer. They got Steph. They got Clay. They got Draymond. They have Andrew Wiggins, you right. know, yeah. now, and Looney, Andre Iguodala still, Steve Kerr. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it it feels, it must feel really, like, nice, like, um, kind of like a, you know, an F you to everyone that, hey, man, we can get back without KD. This is what we're about. So it's like a, it's kind of like a feel-good story. If you like the Warriors, which I know some people do not think they're likable you yelling at, huh? i'm not pointing any fingers but point 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 over to luke i don't have anything against the warriors man i know it sounds bad because i picked dallas to beat them in that series but dallas and six i said dallas and six man i wanted to go you know i wanted to carry the basket of roses man but it didn't turn out that way but that's okay man because the warriors have shown that they're a very complete very good team they deserve to be here have um, they yeah, they have, man. They're they're very deep. I mean, Jordan Poole's kind of shown that he can be a, a really good player in this league, in the playoffs especially. And Wiggins, the way he's been playing so far, just they're, they're a super deep team. I mean, I would probably say they're deeper than the Celtics are in terms of what they can bring off the bench. And, uh, I mean, what they're like the what? The second-rated defensive team uh, behind Boston. So, I mean... They're pretty darn good all the way around. I would just say that I don't, I don't know if, like the the road to the finals, they weren't really tested. Like, I don't know because Boston's definitely going to be a test for them, both um, defensively and offensively. Um, Boston's kind of had their number even in um, the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. And it seems like they like to go there and play. It's very weird, so it's going to be very interesting. But, you know, like there's games like the Warriors getting blown out by 55 to Memphis without John Morant and things like like lapses like that. A lot of that for Boston as well. Like we saw game six, game seven in the Eastern Conference Finals against Miami. They They basically tried to give away game seven. Game six, they never showed up. It's like it's so weird how – um, lopsided and the games have been this playoffs and it kind of like is do you do you expect every game in this series to be close or do you expect like what kind of what we've seen like a blowout one game the next game the other team blow like what do you what are you forecasting yeah I mean I expect them to be all close games you know I ex- like this is a series that reminds me of like 2016 Cleveland versus Golden State where you're going into the series thinking, like, there's no way the series doesn't go to a Game 6 or a Game 7 just because no team is overpowering. Both teams have shown that they should be here, and both teams have some star power. So it's like, I feel like it, it should, like, forecasting going into it, like, the game should be close. I mean, you might have a game where Golden State just goes nuclear from three, like, Clay has 30, Steph has 30, 
and they win by, you know, double digits. But I don't expect, like, kind of what we've seen in the past series of just, like, this team blows one team out, then the next game they get blown out. I don't expect that at all. So, no, I do expect it to be a very good series, a long series. And uh, I don't expect there to be a lot of blowouts, no. Yeah, I think <clears throat> the X factor for the Warriors is Clay Thompson. Yes, I agree. Um, if we get that, the game, what was it, game five, Clay against mm-hmm. the Mavericks. And he had another game the previous series, I think a closeout game against the Grizzlies. Yeah. Yeah, so, but he, I don't know, if he ha- if he's vintage Clay Thompson, because we still, uh, I mean, I think we can both agree that Clay, I mean, uh, Steph hasn't been vintage Steph. No, he hasn't. Um, so that, it should be interesting to see, like, what, if there's a light or a fire lit under the Splash Brothers to mm-hmm. kind of rejuvenate, you know, old memories, man. Like, we get, you know, some crazy you know, quarters and stuff like that or half-court shots or, like, heat checks that we haven't been seeing, dude. And I, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to what – I feel like Golden State has, like – this is something to prove for them. Like, so that – yeah, they've been to six finals in the last eight years, but this one's totally different to me, and I think they have something to prove. And as for Boston, I think they they're just young and hungry, man. You know, first finals – you know, they're going to be getting after it. And this is like they're, you know, they're trying to make their dynasty run. So it's like two, you know, very motivated teams getting ready to do battle, lock, shoot, center. Yeah, I I, I agree. I think it would be super cool to see, like, vintage Clay and Steph, Splash Bros. just go on nuclear. But, like, with this Warriors team right now, I feel like they don't necessarily have to have them do that. Just because, like, the, if the um, they can get contributions from, like, Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins, Looney, Porter, guys like that can come in and take a lot of that off of them. And uh, I don't know, maybe – I don't want to say that they can't get back to vintage, like, making going crazy. But, but they, we, maybe they don't need all that. Maybe they, they've sh- – yeah, maybe that's what Jordan Poole and Wiggins have shown them. Like, maybe we don't have to – Put shoot thirty times to to win series and games. Like we have guys like Jordan Poole who can come in and apply a lot, and Wiggins, Wiggins is starting to you know take a lot more shots and stuff. So that's just what I've kind of gotten some of my takeaways from these past series. But I mean, it's the NBA Finals. You got to have your star players perform the best. So maybe we do see Steph come out here and put up 12, 15 three point attempts like we've seen in the past against Cleveland. And then Clay, Clay as well. You know, I think Clay's going to be taking a whole bunch of threes. Yeah, I just said lock, shoot, center. And I think it should be ready, aim, fire. Lock, shoot, center. Yeah, I don't know what the, where my brain went. I think I short-circuited. I don't think I've second. ever heard that one. Yeah, Did I you think I that? had a stroke in the middle <laughs> of the podcast, man. That's kind of scary. But uh, also, like the storyline of like Steph, Clay, <coughs> Clay Draymond, being like the OGs on the team now, you know? Mm-hmm. Like back in the day, it was like David West, David Lee, like people like that. You know, they Petrullia. had like OGs. Now they're the old guys on the team. So it's like, like I said, it's just a whole new it, – it, it's just, it's basically the same core, but it's different. The, the roles are different. You know what I'm saying? 
in terms of like being the leaders now yeah like they're yeah. the they're like the you know 30 plus the guys with experience right. and they have younger guys like wiggins uh jordan Poole. you know yeah we, we forget and i think uh Gary Payton the second. He's back. Yeah, which is I think will be big. That's big in terms of depth and defense. And Moses Moody, Kaminga, guys like that, like the young guys, and these guys are now taking, like Steph, Clay, and Draymond are taking them under their wing and being like, you know, mm-hmm. when previously they were like the young bucks, young up and coming warriors. You know what I mean? All right. So that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I mean for the Warriors, the recipe to win for me is just. You have to shut stop Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, because I know in the past I mentioned like the Bucks in that Game Seven, they put all their ammo towards uh, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown on defense, and it kind of backfired because Grant Williams went off. I feel like that's that's the formula to win, because you just if you stop Tatum, you stop Brown, and Grant Williams happens to get twenty seven. I think you live with that, and. Uh, for him to do that in a seven-game series, I don't know if Grant Williams can do that in four games for them to win. What happened to Grant Williams in the Eastern Conference Finals? Did he play? Yeah. A lot? Yeah. Oh. I didn't hear anything about Grant Williams. Mm-mm. But, yeah, that's a good point. I I think it's, I think it's easier said than done, but I think the Warriors have the, the manpower to kind of do that. I mean, yeah, I was the reason I bring that up is because I think my most anticipated matchup is Wiggins versus Tatum. Wiggins guarding him on defense because we saw what he we did, he did against Luka and that, and just how he's kind of emerged as a really good two way player. So like, how what is he gonna do with Jason Tatum? You know that level of a caliber guy, and like if he can do if he can show that what he did against Luka is like a real thing. I don't know if Boston can handle that because, like, I don't like, know. Yeah, because if – okay, let's think about it. If you if you shot – if you put Wiggins on Tatum and he does a good job and then Brown – who would be on Brown? Clay Thompson? Yeah. <clears throat> you have to rely on Marcus Smart. The most – in terms of um, his basketball play, I would diagnose him as bipolar. The guy can be like the clutchest dude or like the dumbest guy on the court in back to back possessions. You know what I mean? Like he could make a clutch three or like hit it off the top of the shot clock or turn the ball over, you know, make a big defensive play and then make a dumb foul. It's like that. So I don't know how much you want to rely on Marcus Smart. I know that um, hearing from Celtics fan, he's kind of like a, you know, a manic basketball player and he's like a like a heart attack waiting to happen um yeah but he you know having Marcus Smart I think is a a good thing anyway he's just he's ready to play he's a ball he likes you know he he's up for the moment you know he's not scared at least you know what I mean it's better to have someone that's going to shoot the shot than not you know yeah yeah he's fearless for sure I but to me like Marcus Smart completes like the trio of Tatum Brown and then Smart I mean, because, dude, I, there's not a lot of people I would take over him defensively. I mean, obviously, he's a defensive player of the year for a reason. But on offense, it's weird, man, because, I mean, even in the playoffs, he'll have 20, 24 points and nine assists and have, like, a really good offensive game, knock down a couple threes. 
And then the next game he shoots like 3 for 12, 0 for 6 from 3 and stuff. So definitely the inconsistencies on offense is questionable and very worrisome going into like a actual like NBA Finals, you know, loser go home situation is very concerning. But if he, I mean, if he can apply, you know, some of these, like at least one or two games where he has like a really solid offensive night and then he's doing what he's doing on defense, he could be a, a huge issue in this series. Yeah, I genuinely believe that Marcus Smart thinks that he is the leader mm-hmm. of this team, of this young oh, yeah. core, which uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how I feel. Maybe he is. I mean, like Jason Tatum doesn't really strike me as a leader. Neither does Jalen Brown, really. So maybe, I mean, maybe he is, but, you know, he's not definitely not the best player, that's for sure, you know. Yeah, and I think, like, in the locker room, you get a lot of respect. Like, whether you, you like him or not, but, like, Marcus Smart, like, what he does with his energy and tenacity in the locker room, I'm sure he's the leader just because the way he plays, his work ethic. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The scrappiness. Like, yeah, it's been like a Patrick Beverly. He's a better version of Patrick Beverly. Yeah, and I think um, another kind of concern for the Celtics is uh, Robert Williams. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Is that uh, really? Because he. He looked hurt in Game Seven of the Eastern Conference Finals, um, and I think he's really important because he can. Yes, he's a rim protector, but we've seen him get out and block threes. You know what I mean? Like he's maybe not offensively, just another big body, you know. But he disrupts a lot. You know what I mean? Like I think Time Lord, aka Sky Pirate, aka Big Bob. 
uh, is really important for them and his health. But I don't think he's healthy. I don't because uh, mm-hmm. I know uh, Adoka said that he's day to day. Like he, the whole series, he's going to be day to day. Like basically for the Miami series, how he's out and out, out. So it's going to be like that. But they, I mean, they have Al Horford, who's played. You know, we've been tipping our caps all playoffs to Al Horford. You know, let's just do it one more time. Tip cap to Al Horford. Turn him back the clocks. Doing whatever needs to be done to win. Yeah, Robert Williams is, in my opinion, the best defensive player when it comes to... um, What's the term for that? Getting out? No. Uh, like challenging a shot. Getting out on shooters? No, like you down in the paint, like on defense. Like oh, altering shots. Yeah, I guess that's that's. Even the if word. he's not blocking him, he's mess- he's he's the best him. player in the NBA at doing that. I'll say that confidently. Um, he's a special player, and uh, health is probably the biggest. Um, question mark for the Celtics in the series but the fact that they get like a day days off in between games with two days off now or something I think it's three right is only gonna help helps the Celtics more than it helps the Warriors so that's that's a good thing if they can get healthy and full and and back because the Warriors are are healthy and ready to play so definitely the help of Robert Williams will be huge because he is their defensive anchor um, but I don't know how much that's going to be uh, an issue in the series because Kevon Looney kind of tore up da- Dallas interior. That was because they didn't have anyone like Robert Williams. But the Warriors are going to kill you from the outside. That's where they do their damage. And uh, luckily they have you know Marcus Smart, and they have a really good defensive team. They're really good at switching on defense. And Marcus Smart is good enough to where you don't have to switch on pick and roll. So fight over it. He'll get to Steph. He's one of the best defenders against Steph statistically. So that's another important thing to look out for. Yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm just really looking forward to this um, organic finals because these teams were kind of grew up together, drafted, you know. Mm -hmm. There's no, um, you know, super teams in the sense that, free agents came together it was like drafted you know homegrown built from the ground up and I don't know when the last time it was that we had just a homegrown nice battle uh the Boston boys literally oh these guys are literally the furthest two teams geographically apart from each other and I think that's magnificent how come just because, I don't know, I think that's cool. Like, Boston's literally, that's like the furthest distance you can travel in the NBA is Boston to San Francisco. And you're playing, you have to tra- do that travel, and it's like West Coast, East Coast. Like, it, I don't know, it just, it's got the makings of a movie. Wow. No, dude, I'm so excited for this series, dude, because, I mean, looking at the, like, statistics and going into it, like, you, you're like, oh, the Celtics then you go back and you're like oh the warriors have this like there's so many like small things and at the end of the day it's just a matter of who comes out and plays good basketball and uh it's going to be amazing it's going to be one of the best nba finals ever i'm going to i'm going to say that i think it might be bold it might be crazy but I, just going into it that's the way it looks man it's going to be nuts 
I, I'm hoping it's one of the best NBA Finals, but you know, I wouldn't see it, be surprised if it was a stinker. I just hope the Celtics can come out. They limit turnovers. That's been a huge problem for them. They just they get lazy. They start doing stupid things. And sta- they get stagnant on offense. There's no flow. They got to maintain that flow. So turnovers and you get stagnant. They lose quarters, man. They lose a lot of quarters that they have no business losing. And that's just not something you can do against Golden State. Golden State will take that and they will drop thirty out five on your head. They'll drop a hammer on that your quarter head. will go sixteen to thirty five. You're down nineteen in that one quarter. That's my biggest issue. that's my biggest problem right here. Yeah, I have concerns about the last two games the Celtics played. Mm-hmm. They started to look like the Celtics before they went on before January first. The ones that would go into the fourth quarter with a big lead and lose or go into a halftime with a big lead and lose which is uh, you can't revert back to that right now especially against the Warriors Mm -mm. that's my only concern um to me but uh you know we'll we'll see how the you know what would be a cooler outcome for you like the Warriors winning and then you know Steph gets his fourth ring as many as LeBron and like you know they did, did it without KD like that's the outcome for Golden State if they win. They kind of get that uh, that uh, lemur off their back, if you will. And then, on the other hand, if Boston wins, they're young. They The start of the season was tragedy. And it turned into like a feel-good Cinderella story. They win the, ser- their, the series, the up-and-coming dynasty. Now they got Jason Tatum, a superstar, Jalen Brown, budding superstar Marcus Smart young coach like what's the cooler outcome for you which ones that's a really good question and I appreciate it um because that's a tough question because for me personally I'll go ahead and say I hate the Warriors like I really do I have a strong doji on just I mean the whole Houston thing we couldn't get past Golden State obviously it's a good reason to not like them but like as as it goes on they have a lot I mean stuff's very likable um I wouldn't say Clay's likable. I mean, I understand him, and 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 Draymond. I don't. I don't know if he's very likable, but I think just for legacy wise and for the NBA, I feel like the answer to that question for me would be Golden State. Um, just because they're a dynasty and and they're such a good team, and they have been for the last what eight, ten, twelve years, and just like you said, to prove that you know Steph, Dre, and Clay can win without KD. And uh, I think it would be a very nice, you know, touch, you know, a nice touch on this era of NBA for Golden State being as good as they have been, um, showing that they didn't have they didn't have to win with KD, and uh, just kind of completing this era of Golden State going out and winning the series. Steph gets his fourth. He finally gets his Finals MVP, and. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm gonna answer. I, that's what I would say. Golden State. And if Steph gets his fourth, do we start having the conversation of who's better, LeBron or Steph? No, I don't think so. <laughs> because potentially, this is what Steph's fourth, and I mean that they'll run it back next year. I mean, he could potentially shoot for Jordan, maybe pass him. LeBron's in a little bit of a dark space. I don't know if you know this. But he's on the Lakers, and they stink like poop. Yeah, but it's not really about 
LeBron and, and Curry right now. I think it's no. I'm saying after the aftermath is it. I don't think that's going to be a story. But I wouldn't be surprised if we see a running on uh, coming out of Stephen A. Smith's mouth. Man, the no, blasphemy. Yeah, it's not what you're saying isn't crazy. Like he's he'll be he'll, he'll be in the conversation of being like a top ten player of all time, which I think is fine. Like for um, argument purposes, it's it's cool. But no, I'm not I'm not going to do that because. It's just not like that. Is that asinine? Because just because he he's he's won more rings doesn't make you an all time better player. But it's interesting. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know even know where I would put Steph all time if he wins, you know, four rings. But like you said, man, the Warriors are built to win for a long time with the amount of young players they have, and you know, with how long is Clay, Steph, and Dre going to be together? Um. So, I mean, they could still be running it for the next two or three years, you know. But, you know, when do they hit that cliff? And then when do the young guys start, you know, taking strides? I also feel like Steph is going to retire early. I have a feeling about that, too. Because he likes to golf. I don't know if that's it. I, he's How old is he now, 33? Yeah, I don't think he's going to try to be, like, play till he's 40. I think. Like he's already got the three point record. He's basically won, won all rings. he he's basically already been crowned the greatest shooter of all time, which is yes. a, so that's one check mark. He's won three, maybe four championships. Right. He's made all star games. He's won MVP. He's like, won millions. Honestly, hear me out. Don't take this for you know, literally or for everything. But what if he's just like he needs to win this finals MVP because he hasn't done it yet. So what if they go out and they win, he wins finals MVP, and then he retires? How crazy would that be? I don't think it would be that crazy. Yeah, I don't think it would be that crazy. Like, it's not. Like, what if, because his missing link has always been his finals MVP. He hasn't got it. Iguodala, Durant have won it in the other three rings. But he, like, for because he, what else does he have to prove other than winning a finals MVP? He's got records. He's made mil- hundreds of millions of dollars. He's he's had injuries, ankle severe ankle injuries that you can tell have kind of caught up to him a little bit. I mean, what is it else for him to do? You know, that's a good point. I, I mean, I don't. I'm not don't, saying this. Like, yeah, I know. I don't know his man. his temperature on how much he loves the game right now, um, or after he wins it, if he does win a Finals MVP. But how shocked would you be if we went into game one and Jalen Brown had shaven his beard? Gosh. I don't know if you people out there have seen the picture that's circulating of Jalen Brown when he didn't have a beard. But go check it out, man. It's a sight to behold. Yeah, he shouldn't He should never shave, I don't think. I mean, I think- he's a good-looking guy. Don't get me wrong. It's just... Go look at the picture, and it looks like a completely different person. I guess a lot of people look that way, but he just looks very—he looks like Zion, mixed with, uh, you know, the grump off of Snow White. <laughs> In the best do, way possible. Do you think that people that have like a iconic beard or facial hair just have to like stick with it? Because if they shave it, it's like a drastic change, and people are like, "Dude, you're ugly without it," or. That's why, like, James Harden can't shave his beard. No, he can't. I mean, Anthony Davis should shave his unibrow. 
But to to be honest though, like if you look better with a beard, you might as well just keep it. Like what's the point in shaving it if you you know, you look better with the beard on, you know? I guess so. It's work. I think it works. I think it. <laughs> I think it works out. Like if you came into the league without a beard and you like didn't have a beard, like I guess LeBron would be an example. Like he didn't have a beard for the longest, and then on the Lakers he kind of grew out a beard. So like if he went back and like shaved it, like it would be I like think, yeah, he no. looks weird. But for we've bit. seen it already. You know. Yeah. We've never really seen James or James Harden would look weird. Yeah, he would look like uh, Parker Brothers. Maybe that's. Maybe that's what he needs, man. Yeah, man. It doesn't. It sounds like he's not going to get the max contract. I don't Who would have thought? Who would have guessed that? Nobody, man. Well, he doesn't deserve it, though. It seems like <clears throat> everyone that went to Brooklyn's just cursed, dude. Yeah. I think there's like some kind of like. It's the Jay Z curse, man. Yeah, there's some bad juju, man. That's what he gets for being a bad dude, man. They're giving it up to Moloch, dude. <laughs> yeah, he won't. I'm serious. I know. We don't have to get into it, but I know. It's all right, though. Like the Warriors, KD, Boston, Kyrie. I mean, their teams are now playing each other in the finals, man. Hey, yeah, good point, man. Go ahead, man. You got to run with it? Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to bring up just what you said, man. Kyrie left Boston. Right, he left Boston. He got out of there. He, he thought they could win in Boston, but he left. KD left Golden State. I know he had a nice run, but he left. He wanted to go be, you know, have his own team. So they teamed up. You know, KD left. Kyrie left. They teamed up. Now both teams are left in the finals. Boston versus Golden State. That's crazy, dude. Who would have ever thought? They leave to go team up, and both of those teams that they left are in the finals. What does that say about the teams? You think? About the teams? Yeah. Or about Katie and Kyrie? Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. I feel like, well, I think we've all seen it for Kyrie. He's kind of an, uh, a nutcase in terms of he wants to do what he wants to do when he wants to do it. I don't know how much he loves basketball. I don't know how much he loves team sports. I don't know how much he cares about his team or the fans. Um, to me, Kyrie's not really a good guy to have on your team. Like, uh, you want a guy like Marcus Smart, you know, a guy that's going to be there through thick and thin, play through injury. He's going to do whatever it takes. Um, KD's a more interesting one to me. Um, he got his two rings with Golden State, right? He got two rings. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he just decided to... But I think it's a different, it's a different ball game going from Golden State to starting your own uh, super team. I think he figured that out pretty quickly, and having to deal with the personalities of Kyrie Irving and James Harden, uh, I think, you know, he they may be friends off the court, and that's fine. But you know, at the end of the day, this is a business, and I don't know if he made the best business decision. Yeah. You can hang out with your homie at hot yoga and stuff with Kyrie or, you know, burning sage or whatever you're burning over yonder. But at the end of the day, I don't know if it was the best, you know, little group to get together. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're fantastic players, but the ego, personality, things like that got kind of got in the way for Katie. But, you know, Katie's great. Like, I don't, 
it's not really a knock on how much he loves the game or anything like that. For Kyrie, it's a knock against how much I think he loves the game. When Kevin Durant was on the Warriors, who's the better player between Steph and KD, would you say? KD was um, the best player I've ever seen at, in that moment. So you would say before he tore his Achilles and that whole run he had with the Warriors. So he he was the better player. You would say for that. T- you would say he was the best player on Golden State during that his yeah. tenure. Yeah. Really. I don't know. I think I disagree. Well, in the playoffs, I would say. No, nah, I think I disagree. I think Kevin Durant's shown that he can't be the guy. What the heck? Yeah, honestly. The Thunder. He had a whole bunch of opportunities to win as the guy. I know he ran into LeBron and all that, but he was never able to win it, come out. With the Nets, he's shown that he has he can't do it. He had to go team up. He had to get with Steph Curry, potentially top 15, top 10 player of all time, to uh, win it. Not, I mean, I know he won two finals MVP. He's the, the main reason they won, you know, getting into the finals and winning. But as a whole, I'm not sure if he's the be- was the best player on that tenure. And, um like, what are we looking at if KD never joins the Warriors? He might not have a ring. Um, I don't know. I've, I've, been, I've been thinking about that. I think it speaks volumes that he took OKC to the finals when the Spurs were afloat. Spurs were really good. Yeah, like, uh, and how young they were. Like, that yeah. That in itself, he led that Thunder team. Um, but the Thunder I don't team think can, was a good team, though. And then Golden State, he took he became the alpha in the playoffs when it mattered. Yes, like he was literally he a freak. And they probably win that um the Raptors. Yeah, I the, he was a freak. Yes, in the yes, yes. I agree one hundred percent, but I'm not saying like he's less talented or anything. I think he's more talented than Steph. I'm just saying like I don't know. But the only other example is him and Brooklyn. He missed his first and the, year. But like the Thunder though, like yeah, he he faced some a lot of good competition, but like his team was really good. Like going back, having Harden for two years, like Russell, Sergi Baca, and even like some the role players were pretty good at the time. Let me ask you a couple of questions. <clears throat> Did the Brooklyn Nets play the Milwaukee Bucks in the Eastern Conference Finals last year? Yeah, or was it the Celtics? No, it was. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, correct. correct. Kevin Durant was a, a toe away from going to the NBA Finals. Right. With an injured James Harden and no Kyrie. Right. You can't you can't tell me that KD is not a leader in his No, tip. I didn't say he's not a leader. Or he can't win, he can't win or be the best player on a championship team. I'm just saying like outside There's of There's no evidence that points the other direction. But I'm just saying like we haven't seen it outside of having Steph and in that like what is OKC that means nothing to you no not really those were his prime years and like he's but they were so young but he's viewed no one expected OKC to do that but he's been viewed as like the best player of this generation and like if it wasn't for him going and joining the you know the the top three player in the NBA at the time and stuff like because that was crazy when that all happened it's like dude no one's gonna be able to stop this team so it's like yeah I'm not gonna lie to you that was probably the most upset i've ever been like i i I had i held resentment towards kd and i would call him a coward cupcake whatever you want to call him i was right there with everyone and that move alone tells me that he's not a winner like the fact that he had to leave the thunder a team that was very competitive was one move away from being in the finals to leave and go join a team that's been beating you you ever heard the saying if you can't beat them join them yeah that's a wash dude 
at the time, this was, uh, you know, allowed in the world. I called Kevin Durant a female. <laughs> and I'm proud of it, man. I'm not scared to say Dude, it. Dude, I was, yeah, I, I had some uh, very ill feelings toward Durant after that move because that's, but I think, you know, for Kevin Durant, it was like, Dude, I'm just going to get these championships out of the way so I don't have to people keep talking about it. Cuz so he's he like one of the, he's one of those sensitive boys. He's like one of those boys that, you know, you can't really say much around him or he's going to get really upset. I mean, but that can go for a lot of people too. I, I mean, I could you could say like LeBron's sensitive, right? I mean, maybe not as sensitive, but he's definitely sensitive. He'll tweet about it. You know, hashtag kid from Akron, man. <laughs> I just I think Kevin Durant's like the most sensitive NBA player in NBA history. Oh wow! I mean, LeBron's not. I wouldn't even say LeBron's sensitive. He's just he he hears, but I don't know if he's sensitive. I don't know if that's the maybe word. not sensitive, but he's he's aware, emotional. He doesn't really fire back on social media, really. I mean, he tweets, like, Young King, get that killer. But, like, he doesn't, like, tweet back at, like, Charles Barkley or anything. Like, he's cool with him. But, like, Durant will literally give one-word interviews to Charles Barkley. Yeah, get, well, like, I would, he remember he probably remembers every sports analyst that said anything bad about him. Yeah, that's true. But maybe that's just because, like, LeBron has much more, like, writing. Like, if he were to go and tweet out, like... Charles, you're big. You probably crawl to the fridge. Like people, <laughs> people would like slander. Like LeBron wouldn't like. It's just not. Maybe his morals are higher. You know. Maybe he's just. I don't know. LeBron. No, I view I, LeBron as like. Yeah, he's a big. You know, intimidating dude. I don't dude, think but. LeBron's morals are higher. I just think Kevin Durant's like very sensitive. Yeah, you're probably right. Like you can't. Like I'm not gonna argue. That. If you if you saw KD at the mall you wouldn't be able to say any heckling things or he'd probably send his security to beat you up or something yeah like you couldn't say what you couldn't call him cupcake without him doing something to you like I feel like most players if you, you can call him a cupcake and they'd say like yeah I slept with your dad or something you know yeah yeah maybe maybe I'm just saying he's not a winner because he's very mo- uh, very sensitive but that's I don't know if that correlates. Like maybe he is a winner. He's just very sensitive. He is a winner. I don't know. I think KD's a winner. I mean, he is now, man. But like that—that that was the plan, though. Like we all, we already knew what was going to well, happen. Let's, let's do. Let's do the timeline. OKC was. He was. Tr- they were trash for years, and then they became a powerhouse. Yeah, through the draft, though. C- well, they had KD, some really good players. Who was dude. the best player on that team? KD. Okay, powerhouse but KD. But Russell at a time, there KD, was points where Russell was... He was never the alpha. No, he's not the alpha, okay. but he, he, he Moving held his on. own. He held his own, though. Moving on to the Warriors. Just saying, man. Warriors was a powerhouse. Yes, but not because of like because of the team that was around him. Yeah, but who became the alpha in the playoffs and then the finals? Durant, because he's the most skilled. Who pulled up in LeBron's face and drained a three? A walk-up three. Durant did. I remember that. Yeah. Okay, so that's another... But that's just because he's a great scorer. He's a winner. He's a winning. Brooklyn, they had... Mm. What seed were they last year? Not sure. What, two, three? Yeah, he's a winner. They went to the Eastern Conference Finals without Kyrie. James Harden was on one leg. He's a winner, dude. 
I mean, you can say all this. Yeah, the, I agree with the move to Golden State. It was the most cowardly move ever. But you can't deny that Kevin Durant's a winner. And I'm going to stop defending him now. I'm just going to, you know, let it, let it. Because it doesn't matter. He's not in the finals, dude. It's all I just, I, what I'm trying to say is, like, if he didn't go to Golden State and win two rings, I think we view him differently as a winner, as a player who can be the number one on a team. And uh, to be honest, I'm not even sure if he was the best. I mean, he had a, the best run on the team, but I'm not even sure he was better. he's better than Steph, man. Just saying. Are you a fan of Steph Curry? No. Okay, let's I appreciate him very much. All right, let's do – this is just going to be off top off, – I'm ready. Off the top. Let's draft the most likable players in the finals mm. from each team. Oh, in the finals? Yeah. So you can have the first pick or I'll have the first pick. You can have the first pick. I think the most likable player is probably Jason Tatum. How come? Because he's a superstar. He doesn't say. He just kind of does his business. Mm-hmm. He's not like. There's nothing really not to like about Jason Tatum. Actually, you know what? I'm taking back my first pick. It's Steph Curry, dog. Yeah, I was about to say. I was shocked when you said Tatum. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing not to like about Steph, unless you're a Rockets fan. I mean, dude, I'm a Rockets fan, and I have. I used to hate him, but now I have respect and love for him. Right, I, as I do too. Riley. He's special, man, and there's really, really no reason to hate him. He's a good human being. He, right, who he do doesn't you draft? say much. Oh, Jason Tatum. Three. Jalen Brown. Okay. Uh, four would be. I don't know. I'm not gonna say Draymond. I'm not gonna say Clay because I know that you don't like Marcus Smart either. Uh, is he likable? I don't know. Al Horford's pretty likable. That's who I was. That's who I'd pick. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll go with Al Horford. I'll take Al Horford. He doesn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I like Marcus Smart. You like him in terms, but of I, I'm gonna take Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> Let's move past it. Let's just. The I think the the moral of that draft is that. Well, I guess p- maybe people like Clay. People like Clay. Does it just mean you that really don't doesn't do much for us? You know what's weird? I like Draymond a lot. Why? At least it, I mean I think it's just when your team's playing against him you don't like him. But like he's a his podcast is cool. Like, his interviews are cool. I don't know. I, li- I like the way he plays, too. He's very smart. He yeah. kn- he gets it. He gets everything. He's, I know he's doing the TNT stuff. He's going to be absolutely amazing at on doing, like, TNT stuff when he retires and stuff because he's very smart. He's very good with his words. Like, he understands, like, the big elephant in the room, he addresses it, and that's why I really like Draymond. I think that's what makes him likable. But, like, his on-court antics and – uh, he's just annoying, to be honest. Like when I mentioned Chris Paul being the most annoying player to play against, like Draymond's number two. Because like to see him like like yelling and Kyle know, Lowry's up there purposely now. doing that too. Like just playing against him, I'll be like, God, dude, this guy is freaking annoying. I think I would, 
I think the most annoying player to watch is Kyle Lowry. Really? He's on the floor twice a possession, like flopping. No one hits him and he flops. It's very – and he's like a grown man, but he looks like a baby. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, if you watch – I watched a compilation of it, and it's bad. Mm. It was brought to my attention that – and no one hits him. Like, it's a <laughs> lot of, like, acting. He just falls? It's To me, that's not – yeah, he's like – He's got a big cushion, so – yeah, he's got a lot of blub on there, right? Yeah, he's got but he needs to grow up, man. He can't be playing like that. But speaking of Draymond, Katie actually fired tweets at him this week. Okay. Because uh, I think, <laughs> what did Draymond say? The the snippet is that, uh, like, Steph was doubled, like, 40 times more than Katie or something. Mm-hmm. And Katie was like, that's 100% false. But what's the whole snippet, do we know? Uh... No, I think because I guess Steph was getting double teamed the most. And Katie was like, "Nah, bro." See, he's sensitive, dude. He 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 keeps like if he was a real one, he'd just not be on Twitter, not care. Yeah, and Draymond's the type of guy just to say it, just to get him to react. But he he Draymond had a good like. He's like, "That's you have to listen to the whole snippet, dog." I mean, you're just listening to a snippet. You got to listen to the whole thing. Yeah. Which I think we all fall victim to a lot. I th- I th- I'm. I think I'm on uh, Draymond's side with that. Dude, I'm always on Draymond's side, man. Saginaw High. Because stuff is more is more is dangerous. Stuff is very dangerous. You have to double team them. On the perimeter. They're very both very dangerous. Who do you think's more dangerous? KD. Who would you who would you be more scared to face in a game seven? KD. Really? Dude, he's seven foot freak. He scores at three levels. He's even really pretty good at defense. Yeah. But just for one game though. Steph Curry. I think I feel like his ceiling for fear is higher than KD's, if that makes any yes, sense. Yes, yes, that's, that's I agree with that. But KD like, has a higher floor. On average, I'd be scarier than scared, more scared of KD. Right, I think I agree. But just like, yeah, dangerous, dangerous in terms of being like the most dangerous would be Steph probably. Yeah, he's, in in one game, over a series, it's probably KD. But in one game, like Steph could come out and like the first five minutes, just bang, bang, bang on him. I know? just want to see vintage Steph, dude. That's all we want, man. That's all I need, dude. Maybe a clay, a couple of clay games. Hits like eight threes in a quarter. Yeah, I'm just looking for a good series, man. I don't. I have a question to ask you. Sure. Have you ever been to Niagara Falls? Yes. You ever been in the Maid of the Mil- Mist? <laughs> yeah, the little boat. Yeah. Did you wear your poncho? I sure did. Absolutely. Did you ever take it off for a brief moment? Uh. The hood, at least. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Did you know the feeling you got whenever the mist was uh, accumulating on your hair? Yeah, I love that feeling. It was an amazing feeling. That's the kind of feeling I'm getting before game one of this series. Um, It's a mystical feeling, I would say. The the Maid of the Mist, the Niagara Falls, there's something magical about that uh, waterfall. Yeah, I want to talk about game one. So if you were to forecast game one, 
How, how what would it look like? Okay, so the Warriors have had a lot of days off. The Celtics will have three days off. To me, this always happens. The team with the longer uh, rest comes out rusty because it's hard to simulate a game one finals in practice. So I'm going to say the Warriors get off to a slow start. Celtics looking good like they're going to cruise to game one. However, Mm. the Splash Brothers come in and they steal game one. Oh, wow. At home. Yeah, because everyone keeps talking about Oh, uh, the Celtics uh, won six of the last seven. Yes. In, uh, it's not Oracle anymore. What is it? Uh, Silicon Valley or uh, Google or yeah. some Skid Row s- yeah. Arena. And one of those big, what is it, Big Ten companies? Yeah, I'll just call it's it Oracle. This place is disgusting. I bet half of those people in the crowd are robots, yeah. AI. But anyway, I think people are hyping up this. Uh, Celtics own Warriors in Golden State. Um, I know that it's not the same as Oracle, though, the crowd, which kind of stinks, but uh, I just think the, the I don't know, I feel like the Warriors are going to, they know what they need to do. They've been to the finals. You know, the Celtics are still young and they still don't have that. They're about to get their feet wet in a crazy way. Yeah, I mean, Golden State's 9-0 and at home this so far in this postseason. And the uh, the Celtics have nine road wins, though. Seven and two on the road, yeah. Seven. And I think the NBA uh, playoff record is nine. Really? So road they wins? Could, they could beat – they could – They'll tie it, probably. They could tie it. Yeah. I, I Just the numbers going into it, like, Boston holds their opponents to 31% three-point shooting, which is really, really good. 32%. I mean, that's really good. But Golden State, I mean, they shoot 38%. So it's like, what are, what are we going to see? Who's going to win that battle? Who's going to win that three-point battle? And uh, how how much of an impact is winning game one? I know every game is huge, but um, do you think that's going to decide what's going to ha- be the outcome? No. No, no, uh, no, I don't think – I mean, I don't think game one's important. I don't think – Game two is that important either. Do you think the home court advantage is important for Golden State? Um, Maybe for the naysayers, just saying that it's not Oracle, like they'll be like, oh, I told you. But I think the Warriors are um, good on the road. I mean, uh, maybe their record's not that good on the road this playoffs or something or what? No, not as good, no. I don't know. I, I don't really think about that kind of stuff I mean the home court doesn't matter normally it would matter I just think because Boston's so good on the they're better on the road than they are at home I think that goes actually I think actually let me take that back it's yeah gonna be pretty big because they fly across the country true yeah um and at Boston's crowd's amazing um so I think that's they're only gonna be that's so cool that you know they're gonna be in the TD garden like the Warriors, Steph, like playing on the, you know, Lucky the Leprechaun. Mm-hmm. It kind of has the making of a, you know, a classic little thing going on. We watch like 50 years from now and we're, you know, kicking it old school. Okay, I want to kind of talk about our predictions. Oh, don't make me do it. Maybe not so, but this will kind of transition into it. 
Like, what if we're all just overthinking this series? In terms of what? Like, going into it, like, I mean, the Warriors and Celtics are, like, fairly even. Like, it's an even matchup. It's fine. But the Celtics have been the best team in the second half of the regular season. They've ran through the playoffs. They're the best defensive team. They have the size. It, their only problem has been turnovers and, and slowing down in the, the half court on offense. So, like, what if we're overthinking it, thinking, like, the Warriors have the star power. They've struggled, too. They've had really easy matchups. And, like, the obvious thing is, like, the Celtics just come in, play really good defense like they have been. You know, Steph shoots poorly. They they don't shoot poor. They shoot poorly, and Tatum, you know, continues to drop twenty five. Jalen Brown does his thing, and they just win the series. You know, six games. Boston wins. We all should have known. You know. Yeah, um, I'm gonna say something. I think Boston's the better team. Really? Yeah. Um, I think I agree. Their ability to both defend and spread the floor with size and stuff. I think I agree too. Yeah, I just like I like what they have, and uh, it, it kind of <coughs> surprised me that the Warriors were are favored in the series. Are they? Yeah, last time I checked, last time I heard. Hmm. Oh, they are. Yeah. Um. Minus kinda, one six one. That kind of surprised me, but at the same time, I'm more. Co- lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha! In my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If we're going to get into our picks... Um... <clears throat> I feel more comfortable picking the Warriors. I just, <clears throat> I just see them being more. I mean, I can rely on them more. Like, I didn't like what I saw from the Celtics six and seven. I don't. The Warriors, they have bad shooting nights, but they don't like give up games. You know what I mean? They have. When N- the Nuggets series and then the Grizzlies series, as you mentioned, they've gave up, they've given up games. No, I mean like they're up and they should win the game and they lose. I trust them like that. Mm-hmm. Boston's known for doing that. Like, yeah, the Warriors got blown out, but they never lost games they should have won. That's why. That's why I'm gonna take the mm-hmm. Warriors in seven. Warriors, come out and play. Yeah, I feel like you can trust the Warriors probably more. They're older. Steve Kerr is a fantastic coach. Yeah. Uh, I trust that they've been there. Stuff like that. I I say this every time. Like experience is big for me, especially in the finals. It's a whole different environment. Um, <clears throat> and I just feel like I feel more comfortable taking the uh, Warriors. Yeah, I think that 
Makes a lot of sense. Battle. So are you taking them how many games? Seven. Oh, Warriors in seven? Yeah. Dang, game seven would be electric, huh? It'd be incredible, man. I'll be off my seat. I've been debating this all day, uh, who I'm going to take in this series. Because, like I said, man, going into it, any team could win. We have no idea. Um, Like, they're very evenly matched. But like you said, it feels, like in, in my heart, it feels more comfortable to say Warriors, Steph wins finals MVP, whatever, cool. And like it's hard because like do, it's hard to trust the Celtics too, man, because like you said, they fall apart. That I mean, I it's bound to happen again. It's bound for them to just throw it away. Yeah, but, because, I mean, they did it. They went to game seven with the Heat. Who basically was Jimmy Butler and the role players stunk. Bam was good like two games. So that's what I kind of you know, I did a little bit of math here and there. The Heat were Heat are a good team. Yeah, there is but Spolstra, PJ Tucker, Lowry, Butler, Adebayo, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Max Struess. I think the the Heat are more physical than the Warriors. Yes, one hundred percent. The Warriors are more finesse, but I feel like if the Celtics go into those droughts, the Heat had trouble scoring. The Warriors are not going to have trouble scoring as... But could we uh, say those droughts came from the physicality, though, of Miami? I mean, maybe some of them. But there's a lot of Marcus Smart being dumb. And Jalen Brown has trouble dribbling the ball. Yeah. They have a turnover problem, too. Tatum does, too. And my thing is, they did that... Against Miami, and Miami never really punished him. Jimmy Butler did, but the Warriors are going to spank you. That's true. They're going to pull down your pants and spank you over and over again, and it's not going to be pretty if you. And imagine the the momentum shift with that, especially if they're at home. Like I can see it like turning bad really quick. So we know that you're taking the Warriors. Who would be your uh, Finals MVP? I mean. I can't see a world where it's not Steph, mm-hmm. but <clears throat> I mean, Andrew Wiggins. Really? <laughs> no, but that would be uh, like a beautiful thing for me. So you would you would take Steph? If I was yeah, if I was betting, I'd take Steph. But who would be like your dark horse to win? It would be Wiggins, I guess, huh? Wiggins or Jacob Pool or Jordan Poole. Yeah, I think Jordan Poole would. Is but Clay Thompson's sitting there too. <clears throat> yeah, and it, I, I mean, I wouldn't put it out of realm of possibility. Draymond. No, I wouldn't either. Like if he averages a triple double or something. Yeah, I wouldn't either. For a dark horse, yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, Iguodala won it. But I mean, dude, if we're being completely honest, the Finals MVP is going to Tatum or it's going to Steph. Like. All these bets of like Jordan Poole and Time Lord and Marcus Smart. What about Jalen Brown? No, dude, it's Is gonna he a close second. Yeah, he, he's Tatum? he's probably third. It it would be like Steph, Tatum, Brown, but like nine times out of its the ten, it's gonna be the best player on the team. Like you you think Jalen Brown has a higher chance of winning Finals MVP than Clay Thompson? Yeah, yeah, dude. I don't know. I think I put Clay ahead of him. Really? If it's a clay, if he's like on fire for the whole series, 
Maybe it's because I think Boston can win. If Boston wins, like, I mean, it's either Tatum or Brown, you know. And and for the Warriors, it's either probably Clay or Steph. I mean, if you're going to do odds and stuff, you know. But, yeah, I don't know. I just I just wanted to hear what you thought about the finals MVP. But, obviously, it's probably Steph for Golden State. Yeah, I just, I mean, I'm trying to envision something, but how can you? Even if his series isn't like vintage stuff, I still think he'll, if they win and he averages 20, 25 plus or something, you know? Yeah. Even if his shooting's bad, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm going to take the Boston Celtics. (laughs) Don't come after me because I hate the Warriors. What? How many games? Seven. Oh! There's a, I think the Celtics' ability to win on the road is going to be big time. And like you said, they have a good home crowd. They'll be they'll come ready to play a lot of games. Ime Udoka is a really good coach. I mean, I've been said that he's up there with some of the best so far this year. Um, and the Celtics, I mean, I like you you mentioned the six, they've won six of the last seven meetings. I'm not taking that into account as much because. I mean, this is the NBA Finals. It's all different. But they're, the Celtics are the only winning record against the Golden State Warriors against Steve Kerr since he took over. It's the only team that has a winning record against Golden State. And uh, that could be Celtics. I mean, it's been Tatum and Brown, but they haven't met a, go- a Boston Celtic team like this. So they have a they have a winning record against them, and they're probably better than they've ever been against Steve Kerr and the, and the Warriors. So I'm feeling bold. I'm going to take the Celtics in seven. Jason Tatum wins finals MVP. And uh, we're looking at the next Golden State Warriors dynasty in the Boston Celtics. Are we 100% sure that this NBA Finals isn't rigged from the beginning already? It's definitely rigged, yeah. It's going to be the Warriors. That's another reason why I'm taking them. They've had this planned out. For a couple years now. Is that because Steph is uh, very high up in the uh, rankings? Yeah. I can see that, too. His rating's been going down. They're trying to get it back up so the <coughs> Silicon Valley can pay off that stadium they built. Hmm. I don't know, man. No, I I, I mean, honestly, I, I can see it like that. Like, if it's rigged, it would make sense for the Warriors to win. Like, Steph wins finals MVP. He goes out. Now there's controversy about him being a top 10 player ever. Steph retires, mayhem. Also, I believe it's a win for small market teams and not having to go for a super team. Like, look at the Warriors. They drafted. Yeah, mm-hmm. they had Everyone. KD. But, uh, this team is very organic. Yeah, and I think that's like it's like a pro for – I mean, I guess either team Boston, that wins. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So I think it was rigged in that terms of that. As well, to get teams to grow. So Silvers can point and be like, these guys did it through the draft, man. There's no need to get some super team. Yeah, Zion, I, you stay on the Pelicans, boy. Damien, you stay on the Portland Trailblazers. Yeah, there was a uh, – Adam Silver was at the NBA Draft Combine, and they were talking about that. And he was like, yeah, it's a big issue. Like, we're going to we're gonna do a lot of things to fix it. Like, teams that give out big contracts – like after they drafted a player, are going to have to stay until their contract's up and stuff like that. <clears throat> Good. Yeah. Like there's no more asking I support out. That. And you just signed a huge deal. You you're not, you can't ask to get traded. And wanting to go build, do p- 
pulled a Kevin Durant, pulled a LeBron James. Like, no the more. AD. I mean, he's only been – he got traded out of – yeah, I guess he did it too, but not like like, like KD. I don't like AD anymore. Yeah, let's talk about players we don't like, man. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> Your list is going to be very long. <laughs> I don't like Anthony Davis. Okay. Can you elaborate? Um, he held the Pelicans hostage. I loved him on the Pelicans as a young man when they beat the Trailblazers that one series. Okay. Um, I loved him. He was athletic. Did they lose that series, or they they beat the Trailblazers in a seven game series? Was that when they had Boogie? I don't know. He tore his Achilles. Boogie did. And no one, no one thought they could win. But Anthony, anyways, oh. Anthony Davis was a freak. He was skinny, still had the unibrow. He asked for a trade. He goes to L.A. and then he th- becomes all Joe Cool. Grows out his hair. Uh, he gets thicker. He thinks he's kind of a baby. Like he's not even cool. I don't know why he thinks he's because he's. Hey, I hang out with LeBron in the locker room. We take showers together. Get over yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and now he he got beefed up so he could play, you know, five, and he can't stay on the floor for more than twenty minutes without getting a hairline fracture in his tuchus. Yeah, he's missed. Uh... Like eighty something games the last two years, so basically a whole season. Um, yeah, I I can see that he's definitely gotten more unlikable. Un- yeah, maybe that's what happens when you go to hang out with LeBron with his little purple circle glasses. Yeah, he just thinks he's cool, but like literally, he has no cool bone in his body. But that's what he happens. That's what happens, man. You go to L.A. and it's like first of all, he's got a unibrow. Second of all, he talks like Kermit the Frog. Third of all, you know, he's a baby. I mean, it's all right, though, man. He's got a ring, so I can't hate. I mean, I understand it, but, like, I mean, it's just... I'm Anthony Davis. I mean, he's a good player, though, when he's healthy, but I understand. I mean, it's fine. He needs to lose weight and get back to where he was. And he's, yeah, I mean, he's only, what, like, 28, 29? Yeah. I mean, he's still got some I mean, he's still got time to become one of my, like, in my good spirits again. I mean, on the Pelicans, he was a fruit monster. Like, why don't we see that guy anymore, man? Who do you not like? I like everyone. You don't have any players you don't like? Not really. James Harden, I guess. How come every time we watch a game, I ask you if you like this player, you say no? <laughs> Name some players. Andrew Wiggins. I don't like Andrew Wiggins. I don't think he's very good. Kelly Oubre. Oh, he stinks. <laughs> Uh, Kyle Kuzma stinks. He actually did really well this year. I'll give him credit. It's weird because they're all like kind of similar players. Yeah, those players stink. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's I, I liked what I saw out of Kuzma though. He's like this very interesting like forward. Kuzma's probably the best out of all of those. Guys. Yeah, he is. I'll give him credit, man. I liked what I saw this year. He took a step this year, Kuzma, as an NBA player, as an all-around player. He was good. I think I just like all around. If you can play basketball good, I like you. But if you're not good... You'd rather have Kuzma than Wiggins? No. Nah. No chance. Interesting. I don't like Kuzma that much, man. So you like Wiggins? I don't like him, but I think I don't think he's a bad player. I just don't think he's very good. He was an all-star. He's not I an all-star. I thought you said let's name the players we don't like. We did? 
I don't like them. I know, but I asked you, and you said I don't not I don't like anyone. I don't not like anyone. I don't. And then we just went through three real quick. Uh. Yeah, Ubre is probably up there. Yeah, I mean that that's probably it for you. You pretty much do have a pretty uh neutral even if you Yeah, you're pretty neutral on a lot of players, I'd say. I'm neutral you on You either all of them. say they stink or they're good, you know, there's not really like I don't like him or he's weird looking or nothing like that. No, yeah, no. I don't really do that either. I'm pretty neutral. No, you do that a lot. <laughs> do what? But you look at it differently. I look at it in like basketball. <laughs> you bring in a lot of external um, hate. It's not hate. Or just uh, curiosity. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a good one. you'll <laughs> you literally not want to watch a game because because Aaron Gordon's playing. <laughs> Dude, I get like, really my blood pressure rises because first of all he stinks <laughs> every time. He touches the ball or they zoom in on him. He has something to say about the way he looks. Well, it's not just that. It's like <laughs> even if it, he's not that good. Even if he's just on the court and like Jokic has the ball, he's like, God, Aaron Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> but will you agree with me that Aaron Gordon's overrated? As a player or the way he looks? Or no, like, he, as a player. I don't think he's overrated. So he's just a role player. He's not. A I second. don't think he's bad at all. I wouldn't. He's a role player, but he's, I mean, he's not, he's not a star, but he's not like a ninth man off the bench. Like he's a starter in the league for sure. Yeah, but he's not like where he was drafted and where his ceiling oh, was no. supposed to, his, his, uh, potential. Oh, was, no. Yeah. Like no. a couple of years ago. Like when he was in Orlando, we still didn't know what he was. I'm just saying he's. Yeah. He was like the fourth pick. Yeah. That's no, what, no, that's no. What yeah. I'm yeah. But he. Yeah, in terms of his expectations, he never he never got there. But I mean, he's saw it's kind of like Wiggins. Wiggins never got to his ceiling. I mean, I mean this year he he did it for a little bit. Who would you rather have, Wiggins or Aaron Gordon? I'd rather have Andrew Wiggins probably. Just you like Andrew Wiggins secretly? No, nah, not really. <laughs> you can have him on your team. <laughs> I I just like I said in the past one, I like what I've seen on on him being a two way player. I you know how I feel about two way players. Luke, level with me for a second. Okay. What do you call someone that doesn't like to fart in front of people? Ovens. Private tutor. Oh, <laughs> uh, because they toot on you and on silent? Yeah. Are you? Would you consider yourself a private tutor or are you more of a public fanatic? No, in public, I'm definitely a private tutor. You know, I'm, I'm considerate. Um, I always do an action that makes it look like it was an accident. Yeah, because it's you kind of get embarrassed, even though you know like no one's around and you do it and it's quiet. Like you're still kind of like, oh, what if someone walks? Yeah, by? like if I'm in Target, I'll go to the yeah kid, kid section. You go away and touch a toy that makes this farting noise, and then I'll fart at the same time, so uh, no one. You mask it. Yeah, or I'll trip. Fart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then. They'll be more worried about my well-being than the fact that I flatulated mm. in the air. Right. That's a good tactic. Yeah, just always do an action when you're farting in public. So 
it's not like you just stood there and farted <laughs> on purpose, you know? Yeah, and, like, kind of exaggerate it. Like, if you're going to tie your shoes, like, don't just bend over. Like, get on a knee. Yeah, get like, on a knee. Let it out, out. And then start doing your shoes. Yeah. I think that's, like, I've got away with it my whole life, so. Me too. No one's been like, dude, what? Like, <laughs> even, even though there have been times where I private tutored. And I let it go, and then someone walks by right after, and I'm just like, geez, I feel so bad for this man, because I know he's not going to say nothing, but I know he's smelling. I know it. he's suffering. Yeah, dude. Especially, he's like, I'm never coming to this place ever again. I think the only place you can't get away with it is airplane. I like doing it there, though. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you don't know who it is. You're a sociopath, dude. <laughs> you think it's the person behind you? It could be the person in front of you, man. I mean, that fart's going to stay on there the whole journey. Yes. I don't know if I've ever... Like, that's the one time I actually think about not farting. Really? Everywhere else is fr- uh, free game, Interesting. Man. It's never bothered me, I don't think. You're you're a sociopath for that. Not really. It's not like I go out of my way, like, oh, I'm going to go on this plane, I'm going to fart. Oh, I thought you would, like, get a bowl of Chipotle and then... Oh, no, it's just like, oh, I just, you know. When it comes, it comes, man. It's true, man. I mean, like... There are, I mean, there are situations where you don't, you know, you're in like a crowd or in a line, like you're probably not going to let one loose there, you know, or in class, school. I do it in a crowd. Well, I guess it depends, but like in a line at a grocery store, you probably wouldn't. But I think there's a, a way to make sure your fart isn't audible. Yeah, there you is. You don't force it. You can push it out a little. Yeah, you just squeeze it. SPD, as they say, silent but deadly. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you can just have, you know, silence. It doesn't necessarily have to be deadly. No. But there is an art form to releasing one in public. Sometimes you can hear the air release. Sometimes you can hear the... Sometimes it's just silent. Yeah, that's true. But there is, yeah, when you force it, it's much louder. How do we get on this? I don't know, man. You keep bringing up farts. Aaron Gordon's breath. Yeah, now it makes sense. Correlation strong. Come on, man. We can't do Aaron Gordon like that. The only way I'll forgive him if he, he comes on the podcast, we talk it out. He's probably a nice guy. No, I have nothing against him. <laughs> I have nothing against who he is and what he does. Or I mean, dude, you say he smells. You you don't like the way he looks. Every time he pops up on the screen, you have something very... I think it's just because of the rap. He did oh, so now it's because he wanted to dish D-Wade. And, like, just the way he he does him, like, he uh, portrays himself. He's like a fashion model, but... He... Oh, another guy that you don't probably like is LaMelo Ball. I like LaMelo. I don't think so. I like the Ball family. I don't know. You don't. You like him the least. So. Sometimes I wish I was a ball brother. Yeah, but you don't like Lamelo like that. I mean, I'm not on him like everyone else, but I appreciate. It. I mean, I don't. You said li- you li- said some very mean things about Lamelo Ball. No, I I like his him as a basketball player, but I'm just saying they don't let him do interviews on live TV because he's not very articulate. He's gonna say like gang gang, and like, <laughs> you don't know if he's gonna curse or not. Like he doesn't have that. He's not stoic in those situations. He'll say, like, 
yeah, man, I got the killer boo-boo in my pants, <laughs> you know, like things like that, like things you're not supposed to say in a press conference. Yeah, but he, he that's true, but he's funny. I think he's I, funny. He's got a good personality. Even I mean, if he's, he's on not- commercials, dude. I can't, I mean, I, li- I like watching him play basketball. I root for LaMelo. I love the balls. He's really good, yeah. Like, I wish I was Lido Ball. Who's that? The fourth ball brother. Is that real? No, I wish I was. Oh, you wish you were Lido? That's a good name. I like that name. I'd be the, I guess I'd be the oldest one. There's a debate going on that I've been seeing. uh, LaMelo Ball or Anthony Edwards. Don't play with me. Five years from now. Don't play with me. What do you mean, man? It's Anthony Edwards. He's going to be the best player in the NBA in five years. You think so? LaMelo still looks like a junior high kid in the NBA. It's not going to work like that all the time, dude. Nah, he's going to get beefy. He's going to get bulked up. But in his shot, I don't know if it's going to... The longevity, I don't know. He knocks it down, There's though. a lot of unknowns. I don't know. He's on the Hornets, but for me, Anthony Edwards is 225 pounds, 6'6". Six, six. He's got the dog mentality. Like, he just checks all the boxes. Like, if I can make someone in a lab and put him in the NBA, it would be Anthony Edwards, and who's going to be a superstar? Really? Dude, he's strong, good shot. Like, he's not scared. He's pretty good at defense when he tries. Like, he's got mm-hmm. it, dude. He's funny. He's handsome as heck. Yeah, he does have it. I'm not going to argue that. Uh, I'd probably say Anthony Edwards, too, but I'm going to be dev- play devil's advocate and say LaMelo. Because I, I don't think you go wrong with either one. Uh, I mean, LaMelo Ball is going to be a really good player. I don't think he's going to be even touch Anthony Edwards in five years. You don't think he's close to him? No. I don't think he's going to touch Anthony Edwards in five years. And you can, yeah, mark this down, snip at me, guarantee it. What about, like, offensively, though? I mean, he's... To me, he's kind of, like, gimmicky to me. Like, I don't know how it works. Like, in playoffs and stuff, I don't know how it works. I don't know how he – he's not going to be able to do all that stuff. I mean, obviously, like, the Hornets have a lot of building to do and stuff, and he needs to learn how to, like, run a real offense. And, like, they were kind of, like, shoots and ladders and, you know. I don't know. He – it, he, it worries me. Yeah, but I, I mean, I think a lot of us were thinking the same thing about Trey Young. But then he's made, the last two years, he's made the playoffs. He had that run two years ago. I think Trey Young's a lot more polished than LaMelo. Oh, yeah, now. but like I No, think, even as a rookie. But he was like, he's a, he's small. He doesn't really have like the was, physicality. Was, was LaMelo a rookie? No, it was his second year. This is his second year. They're both 22 right now, I think. Yeah, I mean, and he's been knocked out in the playing games or the first round, Lamelo, every the last two years. Yeah, and then uh, I mean, we saw the Timberwolves. But the Hornets need a center, dude. They need a lot. Get rid of Kelly Oubre. Uh, Come I don't get Christian Wood. <laughs> I don't like PJ Washington. That's another guy. If you wanted to say that, what's wrong with him? Uh, I don't know. I don't like. I don't just don't like him that much. Because his baby mama is your favorite player's baby mama? Yeah, I don't know. I don't really like his off-the-stuff off field. Yeah, Same with Malik Beasley. Hey, man. But I'm not going to judge, man. That's up to you. Um, P.J. Washington's good to me. I like. P- I want P.J. on the Rockets, actually. I don't know. He's fine. I don't know. I want to... No. What do we do with Christian Wood? Trade him. 
before we can't trade him. Where does he go? It sounds like there's a lot of people wanting him. Everyone wants him, yeah. I mean, a lot of teams could use him, too. I'm just... <laughs> I guess they already know, but, like, he's about his, dude. He's not really a team player, I don't think. Really? Oh, uh, if anyone's listening that's a GM for another team, he is a fantastic pl- uh, team chemistry guy. He'll make your locker room better. He's uh, cares about the team. He doesn't really care about individual numbers. He plays team defense. He plays team offense. So there you go. But if like we're being real, dude, he doesn't. He's an individual guy. He's a get his stuff guy. But some teams can use that. I think. And but I hey, let me say I'm, I said that. Yeah, it sounded harsh, but it's true. But I like Christian Wood. I'm glad. I mean, I'm proud of what he did for Houston. You don't like him. I loved him at the beginning. I don't like him that much anymore. No, you don't like him at all. I think all. he's worn out his welcome. It's just the things that he does off the, like, timeout. I don't know. I think he's a prima donna, dude. He doesn't even have – he's not even that good to be a prima donna. <laughs> he's good. I'm not going to – I'll allow you to say all these other things, but he's good. I'm gonna No, he's not him. good enough to be a prima donna. There's some players that are good enough to be prima donnas. I think a lot of this is – um. Uh, his actions are orchestrated with the Rockets being a bad team and him being the best player on it. If it's a good team and he's like the third person, I don't. I think it's kind of a different story. And so, no, that could be very a uh, trouble for him. I don't know. We haven't seen it, but in terms of defending him, that's the one way to defend him because like the Rockets stink. Like, what's he's gonna get his? Why not? I mean, who else is gonna do it? He's their best player. But he's got and he's good. He's got, yeah, he's a good player. He's absolutely good, yeah. He just he's an all-star potential guy, for sure, 100%. He has a bad attitude. Yeah, he might not have a very good attitude, and I think I might agree with that. But in terms of playing ball, maybe he's not a great fit. Oh, yeah, sing his praises, but as soon as he gets traded, you're going to dog on him. No, dude, this is I'm, this is how I feel. I think Luke, he's a good player. Luke protects the Houston Rockets when, when they're on the Rockets. Name one person. Um, James Harden. Of course, he was the best. He was our one of the best players of all time. PJ Tucker. Duh. Dude, these are rocket legends. Just let dude. him go, dude. <laughs> Just let him go. What do you mean? You They're don't not hold rockets. You anymore. hold PJ Tucker to your heart, one hundred percent. Yeah, I love PJ Tucker. Yeah, I mean, what's he didn't do anything wrong though. I know one player for you. Who? Kevin Martin. What about him? You didn't like him. He's just a walking bucket. That's it. He stinks at everything else. So he's like uh, Christian Wood for you. Christian Wood's better. He can rebound and stuff. But what the heck? He shot 50% from the line. Who? That's mental. Christian Wood. Yeah, that's a weakness for him. He's mentally weak. (laughs) What are you saying? So his weakness is he's not strong and he can't shoot free throws. Who's closer to your heart, Eric Gordon or Christian Wood? Eric Gordon? Who are you going to miss more? Eric Gordon? Thank you. Yeah, but I wouldn't but yeah, mind. Yeah, we're I not talking mind, about Eric Gordon. But I wouldn't mind trading Eric Gordon. I'm saying trade them all. No. Jay Sean Tate? But Eric Gordon's going to hurt, man. That little polar bear plunge. Yeah, Eric Gordon's a legend, dude. Always. And forever. He's the one that stayed the longest, dude. Yeah, and he's good looking, man. He probably has a house here, kids. 
What do you think about Jay Sean Tate? Get rid of him. Put him Ooh. in the package him. Why? He can't shoot, dude. We don't need a 6'4 power four that can't shoot. What the heck is he going to do? He's good, though. I dude. love Jay Sean, though. I yeah, like dude. He's awesome. But we have no need for him anymore, especially if we get Paulo or Jabari. But Jay Sean Tate's going to be one of those players that if we move off of him, he's going to destroy the Rockets every time we play him. That's the vibe I get out of it. I mean, what's destroy? 14 points, 8 rebounds, no, 6 dude. assists? I, I think people underestimate Jay Sean Tate. He's not going to... He's not going to have a role like he had on the Rockets with any other team. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, dude. He gets his. He's going to be a role player wherever but, he goes. But, like, he gets He his, had his opportunity. He gets his, though, dude, in, like, transition and stuff. He's and, not going to drop a 30-burger on the Rockets. I don't know. I I'll, bet, I'll bet you on that. I have one. a. I just don't want to, like... I know he... I don't Who mind... Who cares if Jayshon goes dude, off against Dude, relax. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, he's, like, 28-29, but, like... I don't know. I feel like he can be a great piece on a good team. Like, I don't know. I think people underestimate Jayshon Tate because he's great defensively. Yeah, he can't shoot, but like, he's really good in low post. He can get his. It's not like he's a liability. Like, he can get to the rim and transition and stuff. So you don't want to you want to keep Jayshon Tate? I mean, he's probably not in our long term picture, but like for now, yeah. I say trade him, package him. Like for the next two years, maybe. But it, I mean, if you get an offer you can't refuse, yeah, send him out. But hell, he he, I like Jay Sean because he's a basketball player. That's I, like I like Jay Sean too. <clears throat> he's like a all around. Those are the guy. I like Jay Sean Tate type of guys. Those are the guys I like a lot. Like the real basketball players. I mean, yeah, he's cool, but we don't. You don't need anyone. The only person you want is Jalen Green and uh, Singoon. Yeah. Why build around them? those guys. Yeah, you build around them, but you have to have pieces around them. Jayshon's not a piece. Yeah, he absolutely isn't a piece. I rather have KJ Martin than Jayshon Tate. So what's the point of trading him if he's not a piece? No one's going to want him if he's not a piece. You put him with Christian Wood to up the ante, get a little more back. He's definitely a piece, dude. I know. That's why they put him in the trade. What would you get back, though? I'm hoping for a first-round pick. Like what? Maybe a player or two. I don't know. I mean, I've seen Christian Wood and Jay Shante and like a second round pick for the number seven pick this year. Jay Shante, who? Christian Wood, Jay Shante, and like a second round pick or maybe a future first. I don't know. No, I ain't doing that. For the seventh pick in the draft. These are just all hypotheticals that ain't on, on Reddit. I'm saying no to that, dude. Why not? Maybe Wood and Tate for the first, but I'm not throwing in another first. What about right? a second? Probably not either, no. I heard I heard it was like, yeah, Wood, Tate, and the 17th pick for number seven or something stupid. No, 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 I'm keeping that 17th. Uh, I heard a really good one that I was interested in. I forget the team, but uh, it was like Tate, Wood, and we got back some picks. Like Eric Bledsoe or something. Oh, I've seen that one. Maybe it wasn't. Wait, where, who's Eric Bledsoe on now? I'm not sure. He's on a weird team. But I liked. I think the I Clippers? liked that one. Is he on the Clippers? Like, dang. Are you alright, Bob? I don't know where it is. Dude, you get fired up over Jay Sean Tate, dog. Yeah, because, I mean, people are throwing him around like he's just like a... Like a 
Like, he's not, dude. He's impactful. Like, people are definitely underestimating Deshaun Tate. Like, yeah, he's not a star, but... No one's saying that he's not good. No, not you. I'm just saying, like, generally, like, Rocket fans. I think a lot of people like Deshaun. Yeah, they like him, but they they just... Throw him in that trade, bro. All I need right now, Jalen Green and Singoon. What about KPJ? And Usman. KPJ, I want to... So you want to keep Usman but get rid of Tate and everyone else? Usman's got potential. Dude, at least he's got... He stinks. A, at least he's not 6'4", that plays the 5. He's what, 6'6"? Six, what, six? what the heck are you going to do? Who? Garuba? He's 6'9", dude. Oh, nice. Cool. He's beefy. Jay Sean, if he was 6'9", yeah. Count me in, but he's 6'4", dude. So you're just worried about his height? He can't shoot either. Yeah, but what if like over like he slowly develops into like a decent shot? Dude, he's twenty eight. But oh. he probably won't. He probably won't. Honestly, I don't mind trading him. I'm just defending him as a player. That's it. I have nothing. You can trade I like Jay Sean. But I will always love Jay Sean Tate. It would hurt to see him on a, a different team. Honestly, it's time to tear it down, man. This is time to tear. I down know the you're walls. obsessed with getting rid of everyone. I get it. Yeah, dude, I'm ready for the rebuild to start. With, with dude, it's been one year. We already got a superstar. And a second potential superstar. I'm waiting um, for that third. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's next, man. Maybe even a fourth, dude, if they keep getting more picks. We'll this draft that. class has a lot of hidden gems. I've been doing a lot of research. I want to tank one more year and get Victor. Mm-hmm. So I say just play all the young dudes. I don't care if we lose every game. Dacia Knicks. They love Dacia Knicks, apparently. He's untouchable. They won't trade him, which is a good sign if they feel that way about a player. I like Deshaun Knicks too, man. We yeah, need, I'm, I'm excited, man. I'm really excited. We need a big, we need a another wing, and we need a point guard. What if we got uh, Jaden Ivey? No. Don't ever, don't talk about at the number three. Yeah. I'm not doing it. If that happens, I'm literally going to Toyota Center and I'm throwing <laughs> rocks at the window, dude. You wouldn't give him a chance? I'd poop on the doorstep of Toyota Center. No, it's not going to happen. And then I'd stick a flag in it that says Jaden Ivy. No, it's not going to happen. Who are we happen. passing on? We're not passing on any of them. It's not going to happen. I'm just saying, don't put that in my mind, dude. No, it's just there's... There was, I will riot. There was rumors about it, but it's it's impossible. I've heard it. It's a smokescreen. Yeah, 100%. Thank you for listening to another episode of Forget What You Heard. As always, thank you for the support. We love you guys. Peace, love, and happiness. And cough.